Hello. Hello and welcome back to Unclassical. Yes, the podcast where we look take... at classical texts. I was going to say take a shit on English literature. That's a lot easier to say. <laughs> Isn't it? Take crap on English literature. Move in the fuck on. I'll stop and it. Move in the fuck along. So last week we were looking at our first instalment of Jane Eyre, weren't we? And uh, we stopped it when we got to a point where we'd sort of like been introduced to all the characters. Yeah, we met them all. Well, we haven't met Adele yet, have we? Well, maybe I haven't introduced you. She's about. Jane's teaching okay. her. Um, you don't really need to meet her. Um, I mean, she's a child. Personality is irrelevant. Yeah, she doesn't have one. Like, she's just there and she's not that bright. So, anyway, not enough said a about zombie Adele. child. Yeah, enough said about the zombie child, Adele. So, yes, uh, we have established that Jane Eyre, uh, she likes Mr. Rochester because he's a bit of a bad boy. Bit of a con... And then uh, we got to a point in the book where the plot takes a turn. <laughs> so, Jane is asleep in bed. Kinky. Kinky. <laughs> Very kinky. Mr. Rochester sneaking that shaky shaffy is. She <laughs> said probably, she likes him bad. He probably wishes he did. So she's asleep in bed. And this is actually quite apt because as of the moment, not this Thursday, but next Thursday, is Halloween. Maybe I shouldn't have revealed that because this will probably be released way after Halloween, but it's apt at the moment. It's apt. It's spooky season. Yeah. So Jane is asleep in bed, and this is an excerpt. Just then it seemed my chamber door was touched, as if fingers had swept the panels in groping away along the dark gallery outside. Sorry, but this sounds like a really old porno. <laughs> like, my chambers were brushed. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? The fingers stroked Gro- the gallery. Not even stroked, groping. Groped the gallery. <laughs> that is old-fashioned porn. This is a dream. She's, do- she's dreaming about Mr. Rochester touching up her chambers. If she is, this next bit takes a real turn. She's not quite a And who is there? answered i was chilled then chills there was a demonic laugh Uh. low suppressed and deep uttered Uh. as it seemed at the very keyhole of my chamber door (laughs) sorry because i'm just picturing the chamber door as the fanny just laughing up the fanny (laughs) (laughs) i just picturing this person in the corridor so what's a low suppressed and deep demonic laugh what's a demonic laugh that's just suppressed as well so it's kind of like trying to (laughs) (laughs) this is your laugh (laughs) (laughs) this is it this is your laugh (laughs) 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 it's literally you I'm sorry Jane it was me I've concluded on that what the fuck but actually it was Katie all (laughs) along Anyway, we've been introduced to the character of Grace Poole, who's a bit of a creepy person that carries a potty around sometimes. Fucking weird day. Go to the toilet, you freak. Well, she lives in the attic. There isn't one. So sometimes she'll it's do just... a shit up there and take the potty just down. down the stairs, you lazy <laughs> twat. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't be bothered to go to the toilet because I'm downstairs. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> anyway, so that's great, Grace Poole. And also, as we said last time, all the servants seem to... They know something's going on with her. Is her last name Paul because she always leaves a puddle? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, fucking Glace Pitchers. You know what? You're going to be Glace Paul from now on. You always leave a pool wherever you go. <laughs> in your fucking potty. <laughs> Anyway, so Jane's like, who's a wrong in this house? Well, it's Grace Poole in it. Yeah. So, Was there a puddle outside her door? <laughs> She's like, I know, Adele, Mystery that. solved. So a bit of time passes, and then she, uh, she leaves her room to go find Mrs. Fairfax to just basically be like, oh. Um, she, wait, she left her room? 
where towards where the demonic voice was coming. I presume from. a little bit of time elapsed. Still no. I know, but next morning you need to you need to go and teach. No, absolutely not. You need to burn the house to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I'll climb out the window, lads. Don't worry about me. <laughs> I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. Um, so anyway, she leaves to go find Mrs. Fairfax, and as she passes Mr. Rochester's room, she sees his bed is on fire, with him yeah. in it. <laughs> Uh, forgot about that but that's gross you can't burn people alive so she goes running in and she's all like Mr Rochester Mr Rochester but he won't wake up because lol you know you're on your fire mate <laughs> don't feel Casual. serious about it so she chucks a load of water over him to which he starts and uh, basically like um, they put the fire out and everything and Jane's like oh should I go get Mrs Fairfax and Mr Rochester says to let her sleep on unmolested <laughs> Because we don't want to go rape her while she's asleep. That's just rude. <laughs> just let her sleep on unmolested, okay, Jane? Like Jane, I know you're new here and everything, but we don't rape people in this house. I just it's been a, a bit of a weird night, but you guys were... It's been a fucking weird one. She wrote me some stuff. I know, no. sleep on unmolested, thank you very much. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we've already had me on fire to contend with. <laughs> don't rape in my house. Starve, you creep. <laughs> Naughty girl. Naughty Jane. <laughs> so they kind of like, agree, leave Mrs. <laughs> I suppose you got a point. It is a bit rude to, to rape people while they're asleep. <laughs> so leave Mrs. Fairfax well alone. And then so Jane and Mr. Rochester are like, Grace Poole, am I right? And Grace is just there. Why didn't Grace we on him to put it out? <laughs> yeah. Well, Grace set him on fire, supposedly. They think she had a bit of a demonic laugh and then set him on fire. And he, they're both just like... What's she like? What is that? You know what that Grace Paul is? She's our like character. <laughs> she is. Personality. He was in out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he says he'll sort this out and for Jane to keep this to herself. Jane points out that attempted murder isn't very chill. It's not really. You know what else isn't chill, Jane? Raping people in their sleep. <laughs> yeah, so let's leave it all alone. Uh, but ultimately, Mr. Rochester is a man. And you shall damn well do what he says, Jane. Well, obviously. He has a penis. <laughs> so Jane goes back to bed. And Mr. Rochester says that after the night's dramas, she can't just leave. They must at least at least shake hands. Obviously. You're clearly shaken. Let's have a shake. <laughs> Literally. So, um, shake it up. So after a chat, he grabs her hand and says he knew she would do him good. Like, she's not a fucking multivitamin. She's not just there to do you good. Literally. And then she's just like, fair enough. It's fine. Night then. And goes to bed. Why is... Jane's been through some shit. She's she's like the same people on fire, attempted murder, casual. You should have seen the shit I dealt with back at school. Yeah, literally super fucking chill, mate. So I think I would have more questions, Jane, but yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. Like, standard night in my standard, life. Standard, innit? Attempted murder, please. We used to get through three of those a night. <laughs> so Jane's fat, fat, fatty. Jane's fat. <laughs> Jane's fanny is all a flutter because Mr. Rochester was nice to her by, you know, grabbing her hand and saying, you did me good and keeping my secrets about my murderous staff a secret. Because, you know, it's really hot when you save the person you fancy from attempted murder. Yeah, That's so sexy. hot. sexy. Um, but then, suddenly... All these fancy men and women have come to Thornfield and they're going to stay. And amongst Ooh. them is Miss Blanche Ingram. Ooh. Generally considered a fitty. So uh, Jane is rather threatened because she seems quite eligible for Mr. Rochester. And because obviously women need to be in competition with each other. Obviously, you can't just get on. Listeners, you're going to see a little insight into podcast recording right now. Usually we set a stopwatch up. But we haven't. However, I've just noticed I can see the timer from here. I must be getting less blind. We're all okay. I did always wonder why you felt the need to set one up. Because I was like, 
I can't usually read that. It must be all them carrots. I mean, <laughs> well, you, you also have the ability to lean. What do you know, lads? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes if you move closer to things, you can see them. So we've been recording eight minutes. Lovely. 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 Right, back to Blanche Ingram Didn't and Miss Jane Eyre. <laughs> So Jane hasn't actually seen Blanche Ingram yet and is going off Mrs. Fairfax's... Dis- oh, this is amazing. Fairfax's description. And riddled with jealousy, Jane basically decides to um, give herself this little exercise so that she can put her her thoughts into perspective. So she decides to firstly draw a portrait of herself without softening one defect, omit no harsh line, smooth away no displeasing irregularity, right under it, portrait of a governess, disconnected, poor, and plain. Like fucking hell, self love, babes. Yeah, that's the equivalent of like when you're sniffing your hair, like you're ugly, he'll never <laughs> like you. Literally. And then, so that, that's not all just it. So she's got this image of herself, just like, you are nothing, <laughs> you will never Help want there. you. The second half of Jane's challenge is to mix her freshest, finest, clearest tints. Choose him. Choose Choose her most delicate pencils. Delineate carefully the loveliest face you can imagine, according to the description given by Mrs. Fairfax of Blanche Ingram. So she's drawing away, and she realizes she's drawing an image similar to Mr. Rochester. Because he's described as a beautiful young woman. (laughs) Literally, he's like heavy-browed, ugly man. And she admits he's ugly. Um, But no snivel, she said. (laughs) She's just there snivelling. He's still fucking high. (laughs) But no snivel. Back to the task. Um, Sorry, isn't she meant to be doing her job? Where the fuck is Adele? (laughs) Fuck you, Adele. I'm upset. Now let me draw this pity. So she finishes it and calls it Blanche. An accomplished lady of rank. But it looks like Mr. Rochester. I think she changed it so it did actually look like Blanche. <laughs> Mr. Rochester's like, babe, why have you called me Blanche? Yeah, what the fuck, my babe? What's his name? Hmm? What is his first name? Edward. Oh, yeah. My name's Eddie. <laughs> You're weird. So she decides to keep these photos. And if she thinks Mr. Rochester is flirting... Photos? Oh, I've written that in my notes as well. <laughs> wow, she's good at drawing. That's so photographic. She decides to keep these pictures. And if she thinks Mr. Rochester is flirting with her, she will go and compare the pictures and basically say, wake up, who would want you? He'll choose her and rightly so. Like one, this isn't a very healthy activity. No. And two, can you imagine how mortified you'd be if someone found them? Especially with the titles. But also, imagine if Blanche found them. Like, do you fancy me? <laughs> He's so embarrassed. But do you think she's doing this with Adele? Well, like Adele's doing her math homework, and Adele's like, my governess is fucking weird. Yeah, she puts them away. Oh, and then she congratulates herself on this wholesome discipline and just I wouldn't describe on. it as wholesome. It's a bit of like lack of. Not self-love. It's kind of the opposite it's of wholesome. Toxic. Yeah, it's toxic. She needs to go for a nice autumnal walk. That's wholesome. Yeah, she's gonna cool off and Put just some food out for a hedgehog. If he's gonna go for Mrs. Ingram, Miss Ingram, sorry, fuck the both of them. Just let them go off. You ain't worth it. Oh, yeah. Sorry, she ain't worth it, babes. So, Jane asks Mrs. Fairfax how long this party will be staying. Perhaps two or three weeks. Certainly not more. Imagine, and there's like fifteen of them. Imagine no. having 15 people stay in your house for no. three weeks. Like, and you'd have to be the only uh, of you the host as well. So, 
every oh. day have to be like, let's have a nice jolly game of croquet. And it is like that. They always have to have like evening entertainment and stuff. No. Oh, it's fucking shit. I want to chill. So um, basically one night, the whole party's there and they're having dinner and then Jane, Jane joins them after dinner for their kind of dinner activities mm. but um because mr rochester's requested her to do so but she keeps mainly to herself and just kind of reads a book in the corner and social yeah very social oh and this, fair, us. <laughs> this is an excerpt to just show how posh the party are so this is miss ingram speaking theodore do you remember those merry days Yas actually spelt yas. <laughs> y a a s. Is he a cat? Yas, apparently. Yas. yas. <laughs> to be sure, I do. Drawled. <laughs> is he our is he our cat friend? <laughs> Literally drawled, Lord Ingram. Does anyone drawl anymore? No one except Fred. Our Fred, our cat Fred. Our Fred. Our Fred cat. Um, he doesn't meow a lot, but when he does meow, he has a really weird meow. It's like, meow. It's a drool. He's a drooling meow. <laughs> and then Blanche Ingram gives her view on men of the present day. <gasps> Blanche, you can't give your opinion on men. You're a woman. Oh, wait. Like, the men fucking love it. So basically, Horny fucks. she says men of the present day are not fit to pursue her because they're too concerned with beauty, maintaining their pretty faces, white hands and small feet. Giggly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as if loveliness were not the special prerogative of woman, her legitimate appanage and heritage. I grant an ugly woman is a blot on the fair face of creation. But what? as for gentlemen, let them possess only strength and valour. Let their motto be hunt, shoot and fight. The rest is not worth a Philip. What, why the fuck are you bringing Philip into this? <laughs> yeah, what did Philip do wrong? <laughs> Philip is actually a very reliable car. I call my car Philip. <laughs> Literally. Well, no, so, yeah, being pretty is obviously the only worth a woman has. And men can take no interest in the world of beauty. <laughs> so men aren't allowed to be attractive. Women are only allowed to be Literally, attractive. Literally, and there shall be no crossover. No. And men must thing. be stoic and hunt and kill. What were we saying earlier? We were saying something about this. Like, how boring would it be if men were just like... Oh, I get up and oh, we were talking about hunting, weren't we? Oh. Like, I feel like a real man because I shoot shit. Imagine I'm so if... brave because I shot something fifty feet away that couldn't hurt me. Mm. <laughs> I'll take a picture of your face for that. <laughs> Kate just crossed her eyes and made the perfect dirt face. Literally, I mean that's what that's the image I get when people say they hunt. And this is how she wants all men to be, just like oh, I hunt and shoot and fight. That's all I do. A real man. Would, would, do you converse? Uh, uh, own a brain cell? Uh, only uh, when it comes to shooting, babe. Uh, gun. Gun, gun. Wonderful, wonderful. So, uh, yeah, people, this is the start of toxic masculinity. And yeah. if not the start, well, very much manifesting it. Yeah, and encouraging women to just pursue their looks, not have any... Yeah, no Why personality. It, so neither men nor women should be interested in literature, art, science... Conversing. Do- doctorism. It's very animalistic. Doctorism? Doctory? It's very Doctory. animalistic, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. you've got to have other things going on, babe. Like... Yeah. Otherwise, humans would just die out. <laughs> Literally, we're not very well built. We need doctors. 
So Mr. Rochester basically knows Jane is not going to like feel great about this. So he basically jizzes at this to get a rise out of Jane. It's like, oh, wonderful. I quite agree. I quite agree. agree. Jane, as we have established, isn't the most like beautiful of people. So she's feeling rather attacked. <laughs> so basically said an ugly woman is a blot on the face of humanity. So hard. <laughs> Yeah, so she slips out of the room like fuck the art Lottie is. Do his shit on the floor and leave. <laughs> Literally. And Mr. Rochester follows her and they have this conversation. No, not being caught. Cool. It's not cool. You can't make a woman feel bad to then get in her pants. You absolute cop. Literally. This is like the the game, that thing, you know, where men put people hard down. Play hard to, not play hard to get. Yeah, like treat them mean, keep, keep them clean. But it's like a game, isn't it? There's a special like name for it, yeah, where they literally like you give people like a shit sandwich of like insults and compliments and yeah like oh i don't know i would not have time like no you're rude fuck yeah, off fuck you so anyway mr rochester says to jane return to the drawing room drawing no. room you are deserting too early i am tired sir he looked at me for a minute and a little depressed he said tell me what about i feel i have to make quite a big difference in my voice you when people are listening they can hear which is which yeah tell me what about nothing <laughs> sir i am not depressed but i affirm that you are so depressed that a few more words would bring tears to your eyes stop telling her how she's feeling Literally. i'm a man i understand what you're feeling no i'm actually all right i'm just tired no also no. if someone's trying to leave the room and they don't want to like you know talk about it right then like leave oh but alone. if i keep poking you will cry like f fuck off yeah it's like they've established they don't want to talk to you about it because you're shit yeah go we, away we, what we have established is that i want to go yeah like, anyway i'm paraphrasing now yes I can see tears there now. If oh, I had time, I was not scared of a servant walking by. I would find out what's wrong. But for now, I excuse you for tonight. But for as long as my visitors stay, I expect you in the drawing room every evening. He is literally a sadist. You must watch my courtship. It'll please me. So he's basically like, I want you... Modern day equivalent, like, I want you to watch me get with other girls. Literally! To make you feel bad. She'd be like, get in the fucking bin, yeah, mate. Yeah, just like, you know what, I'll stay in my room and read. I'm quite happy with yeah, that. Yeah, got a problem with it. Chuck, can you chuck me out? I'm quite a good governess. I'll get another job. Literally. God, so, Jane, there are other jobs. Oh my God, there's so many other things you could do. So, Mr. Rochester goes on to flirt with Blanche every evening in front of Jane. Blanche very obviously hates Adele, which, to be honest, is something that she has in common with Mr. Rochester, and perhaps they would actually make quite a good couple. Yeah. Because they're both quite savage and shallow. Yeah. <laughs> Ship it. Prefer, yeah, to be fair. each other. Like, Jane, yeah, step out. Just let them be toxic together. Yeah. Find doesn't she, spoilers. Doesn't she meet someone nicer later on? Stay with him. <laughs> you will see. Oh, okay. Intriguing. Uh, right. Um, the following sequence of... <laughs> the following sequence of events is... a. Uh, it's quite something, Katie. <laughs> I'm intrigued. So, now, I don't claim to have seen every film and TV adaptation of Jane Eyre. I claim to have seen one, on which I shall entirely stake my view. <laughs> I like the one we've seen. It's good. Yeah. Basically, I've never seen this scene recreated. And I don't think you could re recreate it on television, because it is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So Mr. Rochester has gone away for the evening to attend to some business somewhere. And his guests are still here. Mm -hmm. Everyone is chilling in the um, library, including Jane Eyre, everyone, when a footman informs them that there is a troublesome old gypsy woman insisting on telling ladies' fortunes. A shockingly ugly old creature, almost as black as a croc. Wow. Wow. Brontes were not 
progressive. <laughs> yeah, just wow at that. Um, but Miss Ingram insists that she wants her fortune told. By the way, you're welcome for the abbreviation. A lot of, no, I can't have it, but I want it. Cut to the end. Um, Ingram wants her fortune told. Ingram shall have her fortune told. She shall. So Ingram gets what Ingram wants. <laughs> That's what she says to the footman. Go! Ejaculated Miss Ingram. <laughs> Brilliant. Good dish she now. <laughs> she got herself quite worked up over that fortune, didn't she? Yeah. But her footman was pleased. <laughs> Cease that chatter, blockhead, and do my bidding. Wow. <laughs> she Ingram. Like, sounds like a right catch. She just sounds absolutely delightful. I'm surprised Mr. Oster likes her when he doesn't like Adele. Literally. Because like, Adele's a bit boring. That oh, one's a bitch. Miss Blanche is of age and fit as fuck, though. Miss Blanche, Miss Ingram. Yeah, let's be fair. Yeah. At, least, at least he ain't a pedo. Yeah, you know, credit where credit's yeah. due. So, there's loads of like, logistics here, but they finally put the gypsy lady in a, another kind of library, and she says she wants to see all the ladies individually for their fortunes. So, Blanche goes first and comes back all like gloomy and like just like, I don't know if I can talk about it, and grabs a book and like sits in a chair and won't talk to anyone. Oh, Blanche, you're yeah. such a twat. Like, oh, what went on there? And then another two ladies um, insist they can't go on their own, they go together and they return, and all the men could get out of them was blushes, ejaculations, tremors, and Titters. Sounds wow, like a right that, fancy. That sounds like a right party in there. That lady knows what she's doing. <laughs> What's this gypsy lady doing? Whoever it was, Blanche didn't like it. Mm, then the gypsy lady summons Jane. And from here, just for the Harry Potter fans out there, Yay. they refer to the fortune teller as a Sybil. Sybil mm, That's so, fun. So yeah, that obviously comes from something meant fortune yeah, teller back in the day. That's cool. Oh, yeah. little, little, little thing there. Little Harry Potter nod for yeah. you. Um... So, yeah, Jane goes in to see the fortune teller, or Sybil. Um, the fortune teller is described as uh, she had on a red cloak and a black bonnet, or rather a broad-brimmed gypsy hat tied down with a striped handkerchief under her chin. She was bending over the fire. So then the Sybil tries to get Jane to basically... Uh, she wants Touch to her of... up she, to get her to ejaculate. <laughs> yeah, like, you cool, ejaculate yeah. like the other ladies, please. So basically she's like trying to tell Jane's like love fortune love life and she tries to get her to admit that she fancies mr rochester but jane is really guarded and doesn't really give anything away um the sybil then says that mr rochester is to marry miss ingram but she says she's just called miss ingram basically a gold digger and that's why um jane ingram is uh pissed off jane ingram, jane ingram <laughs> lol blanche ingram yeah. is all pissed off I mean, so, to be fair, the shoe fits. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it hurts so much. Like, God damn it, it's true. God damn it. So anyway, Jane's getting pissed off because um, she came to have her fortune told and she's only discussed Mr. Rochester's love life and she's like, give a shit, what about me? Really, it's that thing that's sort of like, well, if we don't care about you, you're a woman. But a man. Yeah, it's like, we all love him. So the Sybil um, plays basically her get out of jail free card and she's like, oh, You'll be LF, absolutely fine single, but you could be really happy if you reveal who you love. And, um, but as, no, sorry, this is the amazing yeah. bit. As she delivers this line, her voice changes. Ew. And ta-da, it was Mr. Rochester all along. <laughs> <laughs> Bearing in mind, going back to the description, his face <laughs> isn't covered. She had on a red cloak and a black bonnet, or rather a broad-brimmed gypsy hat tied down with a striped handkerchief under her chin. Her face is out. <laughs> Can you describe my face? <laughs> Katie is aghast, is how I would describe it. What? <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> Me neither. What absolute 
introduce the other ladies, eh? We told all their porches, but it was full of boosh. <laughs> they were ejaculating. He touched them up. They had a, they had a threesome. Like, I'm sorry. It's Mr. Rochester. He was really like, Graff and Manly in a fucking bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Just to find out that Jane fancies him. Also, everyone would be able to tell. <laughs> And you, I was just like, all right then, mate. <laughs> Maybe. I was mean, like, does they, everyone Wait, high? wait, wait. They didn't have electricity. Did they have electricity? Then? No. So it's not just because it's all candlelit that you but can't... But he's like leaning over the fire and there's bits like, which I missed out, which are that interesting, where he's like getting like Jane to lean in front of the fire and stuff. Like there's like, and also his fucking voice. Like, he's like, just there like a man like, Hello, Jane. I need to turn you off watching. Literally. It was a very normal voice. It's the best thing I have ever had. <laughs> I am so happy. And do you see what I mean? I don't think a TV version could do that film. I think it's important that they try. <laughs> Can you imagine if you've, never if you've seen, guys, if, if, listeners, if you've seen a TV adaptation which has done that scene, please let me know. I please want to see it. Please send over. That will be my absolute best Christmas present. It's I want ridiculous. It. So, obviously, <laughs> Just, how does he reveal it? Is it sort of like he's all crouched over and you he's literally like, up like you'll be fine, single, but you could be really happy if you reveal who you love. What? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Literally like that. And he just kind of like stands up. And so Jane is like, Dying. You, d- you did all of this just to learn my true feelings. Well, lol, I'm an ice cold bitch and you found out nothing. So piss, I don't even mind. <laughs> and you look hella. And by the way, the bonnet looks great. Yeah, you look wonderful. <laughs> and um, I thought it's, so it's kind of like two reasons he did this. One, um, to like try and find out what Jane's true feelings are. And two, to ch- tell Blanche that he thinks she's a gold digger. But it's a very elaborate way. Yeah. She's like, I think you were gold digger. Jog the fuck off. <laughs> so, <laughs> imagine doing that. <laughs> These <laughs> days. Be so... Also, imagine if you were Ingram and you'd find out... You're Blanche, what's her name? In- Blanche Ingram. Blanche Ingram. Imagine if you're Blanche and you find out that the guy you fancy did all that. And you'd be like, oh, fucking dodged a bullet. Oh, yeah, fucking yeah. weird, though. It's fucking nutter. It's so weird. Not that there's anything wrong with cross-dressing, but just no. to only do it for these reasons. And also someone you know cross-dressing to pretending to be someone else. Isn't it? Oh, imagine... Dave, I know that's you. <laughs> Literally! Imagine anyone in our life trying to fool us oh that they were someone so else. so funny. Like, even if I was just pretending to be someone different, like another girl. Like, you'd mm. fucking know. It's like, that's you. And also, just to come back to, his face wasn't covered. <laughs> <laughs> he has a fucking beard! <laughs> I mean, that's why they thought she was an old... The black is a crop thing. Had he just put tar or something over his or face? Coal. But still, if you put coal on your face, it still doesn't hide a fucking beard. It's like all your face. I don't understand. So I want to see an illustration by the Bronte sisters. <laughs> I need to know. So that is. When I read that, I was like, "This is the best book ever written." <laughs> Someone to come in and pretend just like you're so... <laughs> <laughs> just... I feel like this has been 10 minutes of us just being like, how? I know. Right. Wow. Uh, my head is reeling. <laughs> that, that's the best thing ever. Isn't it, Jess? I've yeah. bearing in mind, I read this book a while ago. I've wanted to tell you about that scene for so fucking oh my long. God. <laughs> I did not see that coming. So... 
okay, best scene in the book. Done. Best scene, like that's that we peeped. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so anyway, um, earlier in the evening, now this bit's important. A Mr. Mason came to visit, mm. and um, so now their a frightfully exciting evening is over, and they all decide <laughs> to go to bed. He's <laughs> still an exciting evening. <laughs> um, so Mr. Mason came to see Mr. Rochester, but it's all gotten terribly late. So he didn't get to see him in his wig. No, no not even a wig, a bonnet. Not even a bonnet, a hat with a scarf round. <laughs> At least he had no expenses. <laughs> <laughs> he just rocked up to um, Mrs. Fairfax, like, can I show you a cloak? Like, yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Literally. So yeah, it's gotten late, so Mr. Mason is now spending the night. So they're all asleep when, of course, a loud scream wakes everyone. Is Jane Paul pissing again? <laughs> it's just pissing in the corridor. Stop it. There's a scene in The Exorcist like that with her wig at the dinner party, isn't there? Don't remember. There is. So yeah, she's just exorcisting. In ex- exorcisting. Yeah. Exorcisting. Exorcising. <laughs> no. Um, the women are, of course, portrayed as being super fucking chill. They basically okay. all start strangling Mr. Rochester, asking for an explanation. They're just what? literally clambering, like, like clambering him and grabbing his throat, and he's like, "Ah, <laughs> calm the fuck down, you fucking harpies!" They're just like that. Is of course how women would react hearing a screaming. The night. someone screamed, "Let's kill the master." <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a revolt. Maybe they're like, they've, Maybe. Our, we, our, fel- "Our sisters have made the call. Let's get him." Out. Oh yeah, take him Let's out. Let's get him, ladies. So he asks the gentleman to set an example of calmness to the city ladies and tell no, them... No, kill them all. Kill them all. Strangle him. <laughs> Take them all down. He pretended to be a woman. It was weird. <laughs> of city ladies and tells the ladies to return to their nests like the doves they are. Fuck off. Strangle the prince. Yeah, strangle him harder. Literally, take him the fuck out. You don't see women as people. You see them as sensitive doves or kittens. Literally, like little puppies. Men, set an example for the silly kittens. Kill them. Absolutely not. Burn the house down. Grace Paul had the right idea. Yeah, take it out. So everyone goes back to bed, but obviously Jane's turning to go and Mr. Rochester's like, Jane, could you perform roles that fall wildly out of the remit of your job description for absolutely no incentive? And Jane's like, well, of course, yes. You are a manly man, and I should do whatever you ask with your manly, manly madness. Of course. No, my bed's waiting for me. I'm fucking tired yeah. of shit. Oh, and also, I love you, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so. God, no, Jane. He's giving you fuck all. He'll be like, what, 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 what's in it for me? Mm. What's in it? Am I going to get a shag? Tea sip there. Literally, like, but of course, she's like, of course I will. So they- Don't be nice to shit, boys. Poo on them. <laughs> So they're outside Jane's room when this conversation happens. I'll go to bed, Jane. Your bed's right there. And they walk really slowly up to the um, attic where Jane Paul is. Literally, like, they're describing, like, and not too much pressure on the step in case it make a noise. And slowly, slowly. And it goes on for fucking ages. They get up to the top and they find out Mr. Mason, who was visiting, um, has been stabbed and bitten, presumably by Grace Paul. Grace! And is in the attic in the room next to where Paul chills. Oh, frightfully exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween. So, um, yeah, they finally get to the door, and uh, then, bearing in mind this took ages for them to get there because they're going so quietly, then, then, Mr. Rochester decides to say, Oh, Jane, have you a sponge and volatile salts in your room? Fetch both. It is taken literally like three paragraphs to get up there so then she creeps back of course we describe every fucking step <laughs> and goes all the way back up you couldn't have said that when you were outside her room i'd just be like look mate you have i walked up these stairs for you and yeah. you no Absolutely i'm, I'm not. going back to my room and i'm, I'm staying there but of course off jane chuckles 
Jane, get a backbone. We were saying this earlier, that's why women had to wear corsets, because they, yeah. they weren't allowed backbones to rip that out of birth. <sighs> so, finally, Jane returns <laughs> with the sponge and salts. And it's her- Also, why does she just casually have these things? <sighs> Ladies, in case I feel faint, I have my salts and a sponge for my Fanny? Face. Fanny? <laughs> my flattering Fanny? Bleeding Fanny. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, this is what I want. <laughs> it's a bit soggy. Just <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Mason, like, oh. Well, wait and see. Like, her, their medical outlook isn't great. So basically, yeah, he's been stabbed and bitten. Yummy. And Jane is instructed to um, sponge away the blood coming out of Mr. Mason's wounds. And if he um, seems faint, to waft the salts at him. So isn't this the worst fucking idea? Because she's not applying any pressure to the wound. She's just wiping away fresh so blood. So it can't clot. So it can't clot. And the sound of the salts, it sounds like it gives you an adrenaline rush, which would make your heart beat more rapidly. And you more... Yeah. Just trying to kill him. Literally. But they're just like, so keep him alive. Like, what? <laughs> this is stupid. No wonder so many people died in this era. Yeah, fucking Victorian. You get like a slight cut. They make you bleed out. <laughs> You're going to get a paper cut. Literally. So... Okay, well, that's the amazing medical advice I will give Brilliant. Him. So, uh, Mr. Rochester tells Mr. Mason not to tell Jane what is going on, or else. Okay. <laughs> or else what, you'll kill me faster? Literally, or she'll waft more salt at me. Like, this is the fucking worst. It's a pretty bad situation, mate. What more are you going to do? Literally. Um, and also, why is Jane here? Because Mrs. Fairfax obviously knows what the actual score yeah. is with Grace Paul. Why doesn't she do this? Because this is Rich- Richester, Rochester wants her to see him being manly man again. This is not a good date. No, this is not a good date. <laughs> and you're being manly man. He's like, oh, this man's been stabbed. Could, could you look after him? Because then Mr. Rochester leaves her on her own to go get a doctor. Does he just like to traumatise her? Pretty much. I, Pretty great. I was like, this isn't a fucking great idea, does he, does he get a kick out of getting her to do shit for him? That's like I shit. I think so. I'm yeah. just seeing what he can push her to do. So yeah, that's Mr. a shit relationship. Put him in the bin. He's Not worth it. So Mr. Rochester goes to get the doctor and leaves Jen to, taint, to tend to Mr. Mason, but informs them that they're not allowed to talk to each other. <laughs> so she has to endure you flirting with another woman for three weeks, but she's not allowed to be say, "Are you all right?" To yeah. someone who's dying. Wow, you've got some um some issues. So she's just there sponging him, and he's just there. Eyes now shut, now opening, now wandering through the room, now fixing on me, and ever glazed with the dullness of horror. <laughs> I just imagine him just silently looking at her, shaking his head. You need to say something like, it's okay, babe, he's gone to get a doctor, it's going to be fine. You can't just stare silently back, that's so just just scary. No, not just staring back. Killing him slowly by washing away the blood and like, stop killing me. Leave it. And, um... <laughs> so weird. Um, so, um, yes, uh, Jane carries on salting and sponging. And Stop he killing him, Jane. And obviously he keeps getting weaker and weaker, I wonder and being why. Afraid, like, please stop it. Please let me. So, um, the only light uh, that is coming in uh, is from a candle in the room, and then that goes out, so they're both just sitting there in the dark. Great. And um, incidentally, Jane's absolutely terrified that Grace Paul's going to show up and finish them both off, so they're both in the dark, like, bricking it. Um, until Mr. Rochester returns with the doctor and opens the blind, and Jane's like, "Oh yay, light!" Like, what oh, the wasn't fuck? Night is... time. Mr. Rochester's gone for fucking ages, and also it's kind of like summer, so it's like getting like round four. 
Um, so, <gasps> what? But, oh, sorry, what is wrong with you, Jane? You must have a slight inkling of what the time is, maybe. Or at least, like, you know, check the blinds, because it's going to get light early. And you had a candle earlier. You'd probably know it was getting low, so you'd be like, oh, I should go open the blinds. So we'll, yeah. like, get another candle or something. She can't fucking open blinds. She can't recognise her employer in a bonnet. What the fuck can you do, Jane? <laughs> She can kill slowly people. kill a man. <laughs> That's what she can do. She can very slowly kill someone by bleeding them to death. <laughs> Good job, Jane. Woo! So the doctor's now there. Uh, this is the doctor speaking. Only I wish I could have got here sooner. He would have not bled so much. Uh, well, he wouldn't have bled so much if Jane had gone back to bed. I was like, it is a miracle he got this far, doctor. You know, take credit where it can be. Yeah. But how is this? The flesh on the shoulder is torn as well as cut. This wound was not done with a knife. There have been teeth here. <gasps> Who? Jane. That, not Jane. The other one. Cool. Grace. Yeah. You can't eat people. You can't do it. And now this is Mr. Mason. She bit me, he murmured. She worried me like a tigress. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I want to be described every time I'm scary when angry. <laughs> I want to worry people like a tigress. <laughs> Worried by the attack, I must say, sir. Yeah, it's very boring. It startled me somewhat. <laughs> Mr. Mason goes on to describe the attack. She sucked the blood. She said she drained my heart. Now, I That's am... Jane's job. That is Jane's job, and I, I got two issues with this. Mm. One, how could she say she was going to drain your heart if she was sucking your blood with a, if, so she had a mouthful of you? Oh, bring your blood. Oh, your blood. That was a bit scary. That's <laughs> <laughs> on your shoulders, all right in your face. Like, it's crazy eyes right there. Yeah. And uh, also, for her to deliver that while she was sucking your blood, did you just sit there like, yeah, nice one, pal? Punch her. <laughs> like, like, well, at least you've been clear about what your intentions <laughs> are. At least I know what to expect. Off you go then, love. Um... So, and the rest of the group are a very sympathetic bunch. Mr. Rochester says, Come, be silent, Richard, and never mind her gibberish. Don't repeat it. I wish I could forget it, was his answer. You will when you are out of the country. I don't think he will forget I, I it. I don't think that's how it works. No, you don't just leave the country and forget all your traumas. I'm also like, get out of here, get out, go on, shoot, shoot. Shush, shush, that's enough, Richard. What is a chatterbox this also, one, it's so he? sympathetic. That's enough out of you. Literally. Stop talking about your trauma, but it, I think it helps to talk about... No, no, okay. shush. shush. I'm trying to okay. pull Jane. Shut up, freak her out. <laughs> freak her right out. Like, why is she here? You know, she'd probably be less freaked out if you let her go back to bed. You yes. may be nice to her. Yeah, just a little hint. Okay, I don't need the dating advice for the guy bleeding out. Seems like you do. Seems like you do, mate. Jesus. So this is all just going on. And um, now Mr. Rochester is just doing general admin with Jane, telling her to chill out while he orders his toilet. Right. Because you need that broad. To be fair, Jane does carry a potty. She's got it, mate. She's just in the next Grace, room. Yeah, knock on the door. Grace, can I borrow that? No, Grace. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, he, of course, he's found more tasks for Jane, sending her to get Mr. Mason's shit from his room. Has she not done enough yet? I think it's bedtime. Bedtime. But does she have to do a full day's work tomorrow? I think so. But I think she's all Fuck kind of like awake. And like, oh, we're both tired with a secret. No. I don't know if that came across on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's bedtime. I would, I'd be so grumpy at this point. She'd be like, can you go get, do this? No, no. I'm covered in blood. I'm going the fuck to bed. Yeah, literally. Good fucking night. So Mr. Mason is sent away to Spanish Town, wherever that is. Um, Off to Spanish Town. You know, that one. That, you know, the Spanish one. Well, the Spanish one. That's a town. <laughs> Mr. Rochester and Jane continue to chat and... Um, I like this bit. Um, he sardonically laughed, hastily took my hand, and hastily threw it from him. What the <laughs> fuck? What a freaky little man. <laughs> 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 Literally 
so smooth. Give that to me. No, I don't want it. No, I don't want it. I'm just going to shy. And they basically conclude that Jane has good morals and that Mr. Rochester is complicated as fuck. Would you give a shit? Like, no, oh, you're bed. so great, but I'm so troubled, Jane. Jog on then. I literally got no time for that. It's that whole thing and stuff. Like, they want to, like, you know, girls apparently love a bad boy. Like, and Complicated then, like, person. And, yeah, like, who's got a dark past and then they bring it out his good side. Like, nah. Also, they haven't known each other that much. But, like, jog on. I don't know you. Fuck off. Like, I, I don't care. This literally. is just a job. <laughs> literally. I don't give a shit, babes. Also, she when she came out, she just said she wanted hard work. No joy. Yes. A new servitude. Yes. Yeah, so stop seeking joy by fucking him. You're not going to have a good time anyway. Ridiculous. So Mr. Rochester then asks Jane's um oh, Jane if she will chill out with him again the night before he's married. Um so he's engaged in Blanche Ingram. He's planning on it. He asks if Jane thinks that Blanche is fit, and then he uh sees uh the lads from the stable start to arrive, so he tells Jane to run away before they see and goes to chat to them. What a fuck boy! Like, oh, I can't, I can't be seen sort of talking to you in front of my mates. So yeah, yeah you use off. you, then lose you. You've been up with me all night helping me, but the lads are here. Off you go. Like oh. Jane, you are the literal. Put some horse poo on him. Yes, <laughs> fling it at him. You are a literal side chick. Don't tolerate this. Do not tolerate this. But yeah, she runs away. Um, then. Oh my god, no! Just stand there, be like, look, I'm having a conversation. I'm fucking going anywhere. Yeah, Rick. fuck off. Like you're welcome, by the way, for last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. Push um, him over. Put him in front behind a horse and get the horse to yeah. Like, look, karma. It's what needs to fucking happen. So, some time passes, just general work and stuff. These are probably the interludes where you'd meet Tadell, but it's not interesting. Okay. Um, Jane gets a message saying her aunt is dying and wants to see her. So Jane goes Why? home. Fuck off. Literally. So Jane goes home and it really, this bit really annoys me because she doesn't stick to her guns about hating her aunt. Ugh. She does a complete 180. I stooped down and kissed her, and she looked at me. Is this Jane Eyre? Yes, Aunt Reed. How are you, dear aunt? I had no. One... She abused you. She fucking abused you in a cunt. She doesn't. You don't owe a shit. Why are you trying to be? You like... should have gone back, done a shit on her chest, yeah. and then left. Like, what are you going to do? You're too old to sit up. <laughs> Sashayed out of there, fucker. Yeah. I had once vowed never to call her aunt again. I thought it no sin to break that vow now. No, I'd rather you stuck to your guns, I'd babe. I'd you stuck to you your guns. You had some fucking integrity. Yeah. Uh, so Jane then takes... You don't just blindly forgive people who are cunts to you. Yeah, she's got no reason them to be the forgiven. Bin. Yeah. Uh, Jane then takes her hand, but her aunt takes her hand away and gives her an icy look because to view Jane as good would leave her aunt feeling mortified at herself. She's like, you can't be good. I treated you as a, a demon. You must be a demon. So Jane's come back all like, oh, I love you. And her aunt's just gone, eh, fuck you. Like, you oh my God, smack her in the face. Literally punch her in the fucking face. Punch her in the face. You know what? Slowly drain her blood. Yeah. You know how to do it, Jane. <laughs> You've got it down. You have learned the ways. <laughs> You've heard some things at Thornfield. So then Jane meets her female cousins again, who are now grown up. Oh yeah, I... John's dead yet. Yeah, I think he's just being... Oh, spoiler, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, he lives a long, happy life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just off drinking and gambling, the male cousin. Um, so, yeah, one her, one of her female cousins is a party girl, and the other is a nun or something, just, like, devoid of personality. Fair. Not that nuns are devoid of personality, but she is a nun and devoid of personality. Fair. Or becoming a nun, I don't know. It's not very interesting. She's boring. Yeah. Anyway, the aunt is a bitch, um, but tells Jane that uh, Jane still has some relatives somewhere who offered to adopt her, but the aunt told them Jane was dead. 
fucking great. Kill that woman. Like, also, you didn't want... Ja- oh, I think Jane had already gone off to school by this point, and her aunt was like, oh, she's... She's dead. Like, such a cunt. So friendly. Um, but Literally Jane, kill her. Jane still wants to make up. Why? Why, Why like, give me their address, and I'm going to break your wrist while you hand it to yeah, me. Yeah, fucking dickhead. My disposition is not as bad as you think. Many a time as a child, I would have been glad to love you if you would have let me. And I long earnestly to be reconciled with you now. Kiss me, aunt. No. I approached my cheek to her lips. She would not touch it. She said I oppressed her by leaning over the bed and again demanded water. Like, one, don't be such a fucking beg, Jane. Like, have some dignity. And she's a dick. And also boundaries jane don't just like force it to kiss you yeah <laughs> like, back up a sec yeah it's a bit creepy yeah just like... also if you're if you're suffocating her fair play yeah fair so i'm gonna have a sip of tea everybody <sighs> so lol the aunt dies good did jane do it please tell me jane killed her unfortunately not jane you saw <laughs> and then this is a book that was said that the women were too progressive and like too forward thinking jane didn't even kill our horrible aunt <laughs> <laughs> is it as good as Mr. Rochester, Mr. Rochester in a dress? Nothing is as good as that. that. So Our good. lives are picked. <laughs> um, so it's Jane are in the room. It's in the room with her more serious nun cousin person mm. um, when the aunts died. And this is uh, her nun cousin talking. With her constitution, she should have lived to a good old age. Her life was shortened by trouble. And, th- and then a spasm constricted her mouth for an instant. As it passed away, she turned and left the room. And so did I. Neither of us had dropped a tear. Like, fucking savage, but that's what you get for being a cunt. That's what you get. <laughs> like... Oh, so Jane's got enough background to be like, I didn't cry for her, but I did beg her for her for her love while she was alive. Like, no, Jane, slap that bitch. Yeah, it's like the fact even her daughter was like, basically, she, her life was short and she was such a cunt. On with my life. On with it. So, yeah, then Jane goes back to Thornfield and doesn't... Oh, a bit noisy. Jane goes back to Thornfield and doesn't want to fuss, right? And uh, so this is kind of her plan. I had not notified Mrs. Fairfax of my exact arrival date, as I did not want a car or carriage to meet me at Millcote. I proposed to walk the distance quietly by myself, and very quietly. After leaving my box in the ostler's care, did I slip away from the George Inn. So, you're going to get, like, the normal coach thing to the George Inn. You're going to walk all the way there, and then, without any notice, arrive there. Like, oh, my shit's back there, or someone go collect it. Like when you're you, a twat, so th- then they wouldn't have been able to prepare, have to make this journey at short notice to go get your shit. When you could have just told Mrs. Fairfax, I'm arriving at this time, so it could have just been all organized, and they're gonna and they would do the trip that they'd have to do anyway. That's, Jane, that's not you not bothering them, that's you being a twat. That's you wanting to make a fucking entrance, and people yeah. are like, Oh, we didn't know you were coming back. Yeah, yeah, that's not you not wanting a fuss, that's you wanting an that's entrance. That's what you wanting an entrance, but she's trying to do a Lizzie Bennett, like, I walk literally, like. <laughs> We know you can fucking walk. You don't have cars. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she waltzes in and meets Mr. Rochester. Uh, This is Mr. Rochester speaking. And this is Jane. What the juice have you done with yourself this past month? Yeah, amazing. (laughs) Have you done with yourself this past month? I have been with my answer, who is dead. A true Janian reply. Ah, is he our dad dead on that's so jane oh my god depression so jane so so jane um anyway he's pissed off that she's been gone so long and quickly turns the conversation back to him and miss ingram because who cares about the fact that her aunt died and at this point in the book and i stopped like flagging it because it happens so often he randomly starts calling her janet jane janet i was like her name's jane 
perfect. Even like towards the end when they're having like quite like raw and emotional conversations, he's like, oh, Janet, it's Jane. <laughs> so he never bothered to learn her name. I don't know why. Is Janet, is it Janetaire? Is that her full name? That, oh, that's weird, isn't it? Janetaire. At no other point in the book is Janet mentioned apart from when he calls her it. Is it like a nickname thing? Like, so, for example... I don't know, mate. It's fucking weird, though. That is... I mean, like, sometimes you make nicknames longer, don't you? Like, my boyfriend's called James. I call him James E. Mm, Maleko. Yeah, so he's just like, Janet. <laughs> it's not a very cute one, is it? No, but you think, like, hello, Jane. Janet. Janet. I don't know, Jan- I call her Janie. At this point, he's still engaged to oh, Miss well. Ingram, so he shouldn't be getting that close. He's weird. Um, so she speck- speckles. She settles back into her and Mr. Rochester's weird dynamic. I used to look at my master's face to see if it was sad or fierce, but I could not remember the time when it had been so uniformly clear of clouds or evil feelings. If in oh, the I really see why you're attracted to it. It doesn't look evil at the moment. How oh, wonderful. Wow, I really I kinda miss the evil vibe yeah, there. I have an idea that he might kill me at some point. Yeah. Turn me on. Such a if, bad boy. If in the moments I and my pupil spent with him, I lacked spirits and sank into inevitable dejection, he became even gay. So he enjoys it when you're sad. Great. That's a that's really something you look for, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yada yah, bloody goes on for fucking ages. Um, so then we have this scene where she goes walking. <gasps> not walking. Walking. She, wait, she can walk. She can walk. Wow, did not see that coming, guys. But she's not walking alone, Katie. What a whore. She's walking in the orchard with Mr. Rochester. They're banging. <laughs> uh, but okay, Lord, she says she didn't want to go walking with him at that late hour, but she couldn't think of a reason not to. No. The fact that you're uncomfortable and don't want to, maybe. No, it's a no. valid reason. And so she concludes that her misgivings come from the bad thoughts in her own mind and that he doesn't have any no. nasty thoughts. That, no, Jane, he's a rapist. Put him in the bit. Mind mm. you, he did say don't rape people. Yeah, do rape. Maybe she is the one with the bad thoughts. <laughs> maybe, he's got, maybe she's got a point. Is <laughs> that thing in um, Watchmen when uh, uh, Rorschach's in prison? He's like, what you all have to realise is I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. <laughs> yeah, she's scared he's gonna attack her, but she she can't really attack him. And also, he's not that into her, really, is he? Don't give two shits. But she's like, I fucking love the love bad boys. So, uh, but this is the thing, right? Uh, oh, that, that, uh, yeah. Sorry, there was just a wider social comment on this about men not realizing they're making you feel uncomfortable because they don't have to think in that capacity. Uh. Oh, would why would walking in an orchard with me at night make you uncomfortable? Because you're stronger than me and you can probably rape me or kill me. Pretty much word for word, Katie, for my notes. Uh. <laughs> we know. But it's know. women, we know. That issue lies with Jane and her evil thoughts. Oh, of course, because it's, you know, if she thinks that he might attack her, that's Jane's problem, not his. Not his, not Definitely not men's problem. All the things we see in the media every day about what men do. Um, Anyway, uh, the conversation in the orchard goes a little bit like this. So Mr. Rochester says when he's married, Jane has got to go. So he's found a new position in Ireland. Thanks. Like, also, like... have we had the bit when yeah Bessie the maid came to visit her at the house doesn't she so she's still got like family and stuff <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like she still has like connections and stuff yeah like, also who the fuck put you in charge of her life Mr. Yeah, Rochester literally. she can do the fuck she wants it's Ireland ages away yeah so Jane is gutted like lol <laughs> like, yeah. um but Mr. Rochester is just like Blanche is pretty beautiful eh <laughs> 
And uh, fuck you, Mr. Rochester. You're such a pl- such a player. And you know how in like Pride and Prejudice, they kind of like would skip to the end and kind of yeah. like somehow they obviously end up kissing. That was always a weird bit in the film. Do you remember? Like I can't remember the film. Well, like yeah, he's all, she's all upset. And he's like, "You're going to Ireland," and then she's like, "No," and he's like, "Blanche Ingram is very beautiful," and she's like, "Yes," and then oh, then there's a weird line in the film. He's like, "But I could not bear you to be so," because she's like, he, "He's like, why are you upset to go to Ireland?" And she's like, "Because I'd be so far away from you." And he's like, "Ah, yes, but I thought that there was a, a string between us that will stretch over any distance." Then he starts like basically touching her up, and she's like, "No, no, no." Do you not remember the that... weird kiss she gives? Him? Yeah, they were both. She's basically like, smacks her open mouth into her face. <laughs> yeah, like into he's, his face into he's her face. trying to kiss her, and she's. He's just there, like looking shocked, basically, like with her mouth open, and he's just like kissing inside of it, basically. Yeah, it's very odd. That's true. That's st- that stayed with me that memory. <laughs> that? Ah. I think that's that's not even romantic. That's more romantic. I think. Although <laughs> I might have forgotten to glance over it. Um, oh, then it comes out that he's lying about marrying Blanche. They're not even engaged, and he's already told Blanche earlier that he wasn't actually that rich, and she dropped him like he was hot. So it's just all been a game to upset Jane. Yeah, literally. The pain Jane game. <laughs> like, sorry, she likes you. Um, so yeah, he told Blanche almost like as a test that he wasn't that rich to see if she was really that shallow, which um, she was. So if she hadn't been that shallow, would he still be marrying her? He yeah. wouldn't have been put off. He was just like, let me just double check. Are you a shallow bitch? I am a little bit. All right, just be sure. Off you trot that. Um, like, okay. But and also yeah, all this playing with like Jane's emotions, just like fucking be straight. It sounds like fucking twat. But obviously Jane's like amazing. So they agree to get married. And to be fair, Jane's not actually that thrilled, but agrees anyway because she's got to go along with whatever the man says. Wait, why isn't she thrilled? I think she's just like, oh, it's all a bit much. As he really is good as he seems, it doesn't seem that good. He doesn't <laughs> seem great. So um, and also just kind of like worried because there's a big age gap as well about Ew. like what people think. Um, so Jane goes to bed and um. Mr. Rochester came thrice to my door in the course of the night to ask if I was safe and tranquil, and that was comfort, and that was strength for anything. One, that's very fucking annoying. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying, trying to, sleep. to fucking sleep. I'll be, I'll be peaceful and tranquil if you fuck off, mate. Yeah, fuck the fuck. That's what it's gonna be like every fucking night. I am and that. And also, strength for anything. She needs strength to be engaged to him. Mm-hmm. Like I can get through this with you by my side. Well. You wouldn't have to get through this if I wasn't by your side, but... Mm. <laughs> what? Uh, also, um, she's worried because Mrs. Fairfax saw them together, like, when they were coming in from the orchard, like, kind of close, obviously before they've announced that they're legitimate and they're not just banging. Um, and so she's scared that uh, Mrs. Fairfax won't think they're legitimate. So, um, oh, oh yeah, shit. so him coming repeatedly to her room isn't going to help the illusion that they're yeah. not just banging. Fuck off! Fuck off, I have, like, my honour to protect because, as a woman, that's very important. So, anyway, that's the end of this chapter. So, I think we might wrap up after this Mm. bit. So, Mr. Rochester has had Miss Ingram, all her family, and all her mates at his house for a month just to use her in his elaborate elaborate ploy to manipulate Jane into marrying him. they're still here. No, they've gone now. But they were there for, like, a month. Wait, I'm confused, because they were there. When Jane went off to see her aunt, I think they were still there, but they've gone in the time Jane was at her aunt's. Okay. Um, Jesus. So, sorry, what was the point of the whole fucking debacle? Just purely to, like, see Jane, like, how she re- would react to this kind of thing, and manipulate, like, oh, I thought I was going to lose you, so now I'll marry you kind of thing, to, like, wear her no. down. Like... Also, what a fucking exhausting month. 
pointless as well because he liked Jane and she returned his feelings before Blanche was ever introduced. Yeah. So can he literally? Can he not just either keep his dick in his pants or is he the most? Is this is the most stupidest controlling dating logic literally, ever. Can you not just be like, look, I think you're quite fit. Do you fancy going on a date sometime? And she was like, she, do you remember the paintings? Yeah. At the beginning? She was fucking frothing for it. So anyway. I think that's where we will conclude it here. That he's a psychopath. A fucking psychopath. Controlling psychopath. And Jane and has agreed to marry him. Jane. Fucking Jane. So, Kill him. Well, guys. You know what? Grace Paul had the right idea trying to, shoot, trying to <sighs> um, burn him up at the beginning. And the other lady's trying to strangle him. <laughs> yeah, they were just trying to protect Jane. They are your real friends. Yeah, you, you, know, you need to go where your alliances are strong, Jane. Yeah. We know what you'll do to her, you psychotic <laughs> prick. Who's so much older than her as well. Ew. So. Thank you for listening, Thank everyone. Thank you very much. Hope you're tuning next time to... Uh, well, I know we said we had the funniest scene, but don't worry, there is some crazy shit to come. Oh, exciting times. Yeah, like, I'm even seeing the first line of the next section. Wow, it, it, it's good Ooh, stuff. It's good lovely. stuff. So, is it time for ziplugs? Time for ziplugs, yes. Please follow us over at, uh, over at Instagram at unclassical underscore podcast. And yes. We shall follow you back. Oh, yes, we shall. Unless you're weird. Then I might not. Yeah. But- we, we generally do. We we're, generally do. We're, we're pretty like weird too. Scammy. Um, and then if you want to drop us an email, Dad, <laughs> <laughs> email.unclassical at gmail.com. And the most important thing, everybody, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, mainly on Apple Podcasts, but I suppose Wherever it doesn't hurt. And, and also just tell your friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Words of mouth. Word yeah. of mouth. You know, that good old fashioned thing when people talk yeah it's nice if you know someone who doesn't mind a little bit of swearing a little bit of you know feminism yeah give us a, give us a little recommendation and you're lovely you know what you'll hear us next time have a lovely day goodbye lads bye bye for fuck's sake bye